Hey y'all, Kim Willis here with Things I Learned Yesterday podcast. One of the things I love about this podcast is getting to talk to cool people doing really cool things. I met my next guest at a local coffee shop and have gotten to know her over the last couple of years. She's a wife, mom, and she wears all the hats just like so many of us. Brecca Tracy, or Dr. Brecca as she's known around the office, is a scientist on a mission to help people. She's the Director of Science and Operations at Regenerate, a regenerative medicine clinic just outside of Austin, Texas. I haven't spent a ton of time in the medical world, so a lot of this information was so fascinating to me. We talked about science, stem cells, vitamin therapies, and the importance of taking care of ourselves. And for those of us who don't have a science background, she explains sciencey concepts really well. I wanted to bring her on here because her work is changing lives. And y'all, there's nothing that gets me more excited than lives being changed for the better. She shared a couple success stories that gave me goosebumps too. I learned so much from this conversation and I hope you learned something new today too. Thanks so much for coming on here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Let's just start from the beginning. Like, why don't you tell me, um, tell me who you are, tell me what you do, um, and we'll just go from there. So very interesting, very mm-hmm. abnormal career path. Um, so in the office, people know me as Dr. Brecca, so Brecca Tracy, and I run a regenerative medicine clinic. And um, it's very uncommon. I'm not a practitioner. I'm not your normal doctor that would look at moles or check your throat <laughs> or anything like that. So I'm actually a scientist, pretty big nerd, um, came into the regenerative medicine arena to help run a clinic um, locally. And I've just been having a blast doing it. It's the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my career. That's so awesome. I remember when I met you um, at the at the coffee shop and what strikes me so funny is that you're like cool. Like you've got like the blonde hair and the ear, the hoop earrings and the makeup and you dress trendy, you know, like, but then I find out more about you and I'm like, wait, what? Like you're a scientist, like legit scientist. And then what you do, I just think it's awesome. So how did you even get started in science? So that's a great question. Um, If you were to speak with one of my childhood best friends or any of them for that matter, they all just think it's the coolest thing in the world because I was that girl in first grade. If you looked at my yearbook, what do you want to be when you grow up? A scientist. Maybe a cheerleader was first. I don't know. But um, (laughs) ever ever since I was little, I just I had a passion to really help people that were suffering. Um, And I think really a lot of the backgrounds, if you were to ask me from a personal standpoint, my grandmother died very young of diabetes. And I think um, if I really knew the root, I think that's probably the root is that I just always felt so helpless with her. I didn't know what to do and I couldn't do anything. I was so young, Um, but I just couldn't figure out the fact of why someone couldn't help her. So I was always driven and motivated to go into research because I um, somehow related that, I guess, more in our day and time, it was cancer was the big one that people struggle with. And so not that people don't struggle from diabetes, they do, but cancer seems to be the one that sometimes when you get to a certain point, people just don't, there's, there's not really a solution. So from that, I think that's what drove me to just want to help people. And it, for me, it became find the cure for cancer, which meant science. 
Mm. So did you like an elementary school and middle school, high school? So you loved science classes. You just gravitated toward that naturally. Um, I wouldn't say so. Actually, it probably was not my favorite subject growing up. Um, mm. Math was my favorite subject. Mm. It could have been um, teachers. So younger years. Yes, I had a very influential science teacher um, in junior high, middle school. And I think that's where the drive for science really took off. And then as I got older, maybe not so much, I got more into math in, in high school. Um, and I do think a lot of that's professor driven, but mm. math has always been a passion. But in the back of my mind, I always knew that that would coincide with science. Yeah. So, but yes, always, I was always the one asking how, mm. why, how come, what if. And so I think a lot of that in the back of my mind was driving the science. Yeah. And so um, when we were talking earlier, you before this conversation, you you have your master, you have a double master's or a master's and a doctorate? Yes. So I have a master's and a doctorate in biochemistry and molecular biology. Girl, you're so smart. <laughs> so smart. I love it. It's well, so awesome. Just nerdy. Just nerdy. That's all. So where did you, where did you come, where were you working before? Like, how did you get to regenerate? Yeah, great question. I don't know how much history you want, but um, essentially I left the state. I went out of state for college. And um, at that point in my life, knew, knew that I wanted to be in the science medical field. I didn't really know what that meant. So I ended up um, at Stevens College, which is in Missouri. So went out of state to Missouri, went to a women's and all girls school, as many people will call it, women's college, um, which was a lot of fun for me. So I was able to really pursue my passions. I um, ended up there and I don't even know that you know this about me, but I, I got really sick my last year in high school and was um, in the hospital for about six months. Hmm. And um, I didn't get to go and look at a lot of colleges. I, I knew kind of what I wanted to do, but I was kind of in and out. I was so sick. So I went and visited this one school and just fell in love. I, I told her, the person that I met with, that, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be when I grow up. And she said, you know, this is the program you need to pursue. I know exactly what, what you want to do. Here's your path. And back then I was very path driven. I was very, you know, this, this is what I want to do. This mm -hmm. is how, which is very different than where I am in my life now. Um, so I went to undergrad and, um, was able to do a lot of things at a smaller school. So I pursued leadership, which I've been very passionate about. I played sports um, and I was able to pursue arts, which um, is something I'm very passionate about as well. And then also was able to pursue a biology degree, which led me into grad school. So mm. went from Missouri, um, was accepted to a research program at University of Oklahoma um, at the Health Science Center in Oklahoma City. And so I, I went through this research training program there. And um, really, it was a recruitment program for grad school. And I had no idea. And at that point, I was still on the pursuit of a medical degree. So I still wanted to be a medical doctor to be able to do orthopedics, mm -hmm. as well as science. So I was going to enter into a dual program, a dual MD, PhD program, and, you know, I, I got a lot of counseling and a lot of advising while I was in that research program. And, and my professor I was working with, he was like, hey, why, why are you going to my path was I was going to take time off and study and then apply for that program. And he said, do you know that the program that you're in is a recruiting tool for grad school? And I said, no. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you've already been accepted to that program. So if you want to start grad school, 
you've done research here. I'm going to write you an amazing letter. You need to go do the test. And we start in a couple of weeks. Awesome. <laughs> I was blown away. And um, that's when I started pursuing my master's and doctorate at the University of Oklahoma. Um, and then once I finished up my doctorate there, I was recruited here to the area um, to be able to run biotech companies. So I ended up in biotech. And so I worked for a firm that wasn't a venture capital group, so it was a very different structure. Um, but this group raised local affinity funds, meaning that um, capital investment, so money investment from regional investors, so high net worth individuals, to basically form funds, capital money, to be able to go invest that in technologies that were discovered at universities to um, eventually get them to market. So, for instance, I was running a couple running a company for several years. And basically what it was is a drug delivery technology. So how do you apply this type of technology to pharmaceuticals to get them to stay in the body longer? How does one better absorb their medicine or have their medicine last longer? So that was one of the companies that I ran. So I was with um, that firm for 10 years. And that's really what brought me to the area to work. And then um, I exited that company and had my littlest one. So um, after I was on maternity leave and was pursuing actually a, another career when I was approached here locally um, by my brother to help run and operate a company that he had just started. And it took off so quickly. He said, hey, I'm, I already have a full practice that I'm running and we, we just can't do, you know, anymore. And he said, I had no idea that this would take off this quickly. And he said, I, I need what you are in your heart and what you are on paper. And he said, that's, I, I need you. And so that's how I ended up at um, Regenerate. It's so amazing how our paths, you know, like where we start and just to watch them kind of unfold and to see where we end up and how it all kind of makes sense, you yeah. know, like eventually all these little data points and all these experiences, they all add up to, our final destination, not necessarily, doesn't mean that you can, you know, wherever you end up right now, you can't change later, but they all mean something towards the the ultimate goal. You know, I think that's really awesome. So tell me, tell me about Regenerate. What, do, what do you guys do? So it's actually pretty cool. So what I will tell you is what we offer today, but <laughs> I'll also tell you that um, I've been working all weekend. I've been at a conference and I'm so excited on what we're about to bring on board. So I'll tell you what we're doing Yay. now. And maybe we'll have to have a, a version a too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so historically, Re Regenerate was started to basically help people um, shy away from surgery. So a lot of times people can't have surgery for something like a knee or a hip or an elbow for medical reasons, or maybe it's age, or maybe it's, um, you know, medically related that they're overweight or they have a heart condition. And so anesthesia is too risky for them to be on. So that's, that's a reason why people may not be able to have surgery for a hip or an elbow or shoulder or something like that. Um, a lot of times also people don't want to have surgery because they've had a bad experience or they lost someone. They said, I'll see you in a couple of hours and they never came out of surgery. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong, um, with surgery and really what, what our vision at Regenerate is, is natural medicine. So how can we help people with the natural healing process through natural products? 
And so really that's, that's the basis. Um, increasing people's quality of life naturally is what we try to do at Regenerate. So there's various forms of that. Um, in the beginning, it was really years ago, people knew it as stem cells. So um, that's what everybody knew. So we entered into that stem cell therapy world. Um, now we're more phrased to regenerative products, regenerative medicine. Um, the idea behind that is to be able to inject um, with a natural product something into someone's knee that can help provide a cushion, can help provide a support, and can also help the body stimulate natural reproduction, if you will, of something that once used to be there that's no longer there. And that's because normal wear and tear, that's because of injury, um, you know, whatever it may be. So if you've ever heard anyone say, oh, I'm bone on bone, I'm going to have to have a knee replacement, that would be a situation that our medical team would look at here and that we and I would educate to patients to say, you know, what's going on with your knee. And then our entire team helps assess that situation as to whether that's something that we as a clinic or our products could help with. So that's how we got started um, in this area. So working with joint injections primarily. And then um, another big area that people need help with that sometimes requires surgery is, is the spine. So in our day and time, what are people doing? They're, they have their phone and they're looking down. Everybody's looking down. You're looking down at your computer. Um, the kids, they're looking down at iPads. And so that causes a lot of issues in the neck area. Um, and then just due to, we use our spine every day when we walk, right? So sometimes people have issues with their spine that they either know about or don't. And over time that gets worse, can get worse. So we started moving into the spine, um, which we can also do localized injections um, that are not going into the spinal canal that aren't causing or having a high risk of um, having issues later or during the procedure. So we kind of worked um, primarily in joint spaces and then we can do injections and in tendons around the spine. And then we entered into the wellness world. So giving back to the body what the body once naturally had through an IV infusion um, with regenerative product just to help rebuild and restore what we once had. So if you think about it, um, I know you have babies. They're not babies. <laughs> I do. Um, so when the babies were actually babies, you remember them scratching their skin. So they would scratch their skin and how quickly did they heal? Yeah, pretty quickly. Fast, right? Um, now, what if mom or dad or grandma or grandpa walk out the door, depending on their age and their health, usually if they scratch themselves when they're walking out the door, get their arm caught on something, they're bruised and nasty and black and blue and red for months and sometimes mm -hmm. longer. And so if you compare those two things, that's the difference in the body's natural ability to heal. So there's a lot of stem cells in your body when you're a baby. So a newborn has one stem, stem cell per every 10,000 cells in the body. At the age of 50, data would show that statistically, on average, one stem cell per every 400,000. Wow. So look at those numbers. And, and so with that alone, um, what we try to do and what we do as, as a family is try to do IV infusions with regenerative product um, at least once a year, maybe twice a year. And the premise there is preventative wellness. So give back to the body what the body once had to naturally heal. So, for instance, um, you know, if you have a medical condition in the family or, you know, you've known that something's going on or you just know you're rough and tough on your body then you can be preventative and do an IV infusion just to have 
that statistic we just talked about change a little bit. So if something does start to go wrong, then your body's more equipped to go in and naturally start that healing mechanism. Mm. And maybe even before you even know anything's going wrong. I mean, cancer typically, you know, if caught too late or too early, sometimes you don't even have symptoms, right? Until late. So that's just an example of the natural um, wellness component that, that we kind of went into and yeah, that's, that's just one area. So that's the main bread and butter of the clinic, but we have, we have other areas that we work in as well. So the, um, go back to the, this is what, what I found so fascinating and why I wanted to talk to you on this, on the podcast. Can you talk about the science about the product? Like if I were to come in and I have, you know, the option to have knee surgery or an, or a natural, another way, like you, what you guys offer, like a natural solution, what is happening in the knee with the product that you use? What, can you talk about the science there? Yeah, absolutely. So to be honest with you, no one knows exactly what's going on in the knee because you can't really, you can't get in there and look and see. So from a scientific perspective, analytically speaking, it's really hard to know. So it's a hard area to work in because people want to know, well, what do I look like before? What am I going to look like after? And it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder than that because it's done on a cellular level. So what, what we can see, the best way that we can judge results from like a knee injection is really looking at quality of life, looking at what can you do now that you couldn't do before? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're you're able to exercise this long without any pain or now you're taking trips and walking and you couldn't do that before. Um, and those are just a couple of examples. But if you do drill down into the science of what we think is happening, it's very nerdy. It's going to sound, but um, <laughs> basically on a cellular level, what you're doing is, and I'll tell you, so you, everyone can kind of wrap their head around what's going on. So our product that we would inject into a knee, if, if it was something that we thought we could help you with, which that's a whole nother story mm-hmm. that we um, do from a diligence perspective, injecting product into the knee, the product comes from, a healthy mom who wants to donate material. So if she's pregnant and goes into the OB's office at some point, she'll be asked a question, Hey, would you be willing to donate any material after your baby's born? If your baby's healthy. And if, if you were to say yes, absolutely. Um, then mom is pre-screened to make sure she's healthy. And then mom has to have baby in, um, a sterile environment in the hospital, like a C-section. So it has to occur, um, in a surgical environment. And then there's a recovery team that comes in after baby's born. Wait, so it, does it have to be a C-section? It With the products we use, yes. Okay. Oh, how come? Um, I think really, and, and this may be changing a little bit, there may be other companies that are using more of the natural birth products. Mm-hmm. But the way that we think about it is um, more than likely it's a sterile environment. So they're oh, sterile. So mm-hmm. after baby's born, there's a recovery team that comes in. And if you've had kids after you have baby, there's the placenta and everything that's left over. So that's typically just thrown out as medical waste in the trash can. Mm. Now it's pretty cool from a recycling standpoint, you can actually take that medical waste. Mm -hmm. The recovery team can come in and take, so baby floats in amniotic fluid and outside the amniotic fluid is amniotic tissue. So that tissue can actually be taken to the lab and slightly cleansed and rinsed and flash frozen. So it's called cryopreservation to preserve the natural um, products that are there and the natural aspect of that tissue structure. Okay, so that amniotic tissue is what we would use to inject into the knee space. So the reason I give you that background, I know it's kind of mind blowing, but 
the reason I give you that background is it helps understand a little bit as to how it works in the knee. So mm-hmm. naturally, it's already a tissue component. So it has growth factors, cytokines. These are all big words, but I'll kind of explain <laughs> what they mean. So growth factors, cytokines, scaffolding. So you've, if you've ever seen anybody build a house, you see scaffolding. That's how they kind of climb and do all the stuff, mm-hmm. building the structure. So scaffolding um, is also a part of that tissue structure. It helps kind of hold everything together. Hyaluronic acid, um, which is a big term you've heard. You've yes. seen it beauty products. You've seen it on TV. Um, so that is a natural lubricant. So think of it as like a WD-40. So that exists also in that natural tissue structure. There's also a cellular component to that. So there's a stem cell component to that. Um, so all of those things in concert work together to help put a cushiony support inside the knee structure. The cellular component, the cytokines, the growth factors, all of those sciencey things communicate with your body. And even on a cell to cell level, there's cell to cell communication to say what's going on with this knee because they can't read the MRI. They don't they don't know. (laughs) Right. We can see that our medical team can read that MRI. Um, But on a cellular level, they they communicate. So as a scientist, I like to say those products are self-diagnostic because they are through cellular communication. So they can actually recruit stem cells in the body to come to that area and help a rebuilding process. So that product can actually serve as a cushion, which would help support someone that's closer to a bone on bone situation. Um, The product is also anti-inflammatory. So it also through that communication in the body tells the body and says, Hey, we hear there's inflammation here. We see it. We're here to help. We're going to tone it down. So it can also act naturally as an anti-inflammatory like an ibuprofen or naproxen could, um, that you take for pain when you have inflammation. (laughs) So awesome. It is like, I mean, I knew I, yeah, like, I mean, I know that I know how awesome our bodies are for sure. And I'm, I learn, you know, and we'll continue to learn about my body, you know, but to think that you can, it, like in its simplest form, if you put that in your body, like the the cells from the the newborn, the infant, and all that stuff, they like talk to each other, and then they know what to do. It's almost like, like I got this I got this picture when you were talking about like as if it were like this big party, you know, and they're all like, hey, we we've got a job, let's get this done. I need you, I need you, I need you, and it you know heals the body. It's so funny that you say that because it is, it's a big party. I, I see it the same way. Everybody's there. Everybody you want to be there and you need to be there. Yeah. There, yeah. Right? So everybody's there to help just naturally. Um, and it is, it's mind blowing. I mean, it's mind blowing what can happen. Another, another example I like to use is um, when I educate, so I do all the education at the office. So I'm talking to people just like you that are not scientists that are not medical that really don't know how this can help their body, or maybe it doesn't help their body. Maybe they're not the right fit to begin with because it isn't for everyone um, for a number of reasons. So I like to bring it to a level where they can understand and say, listen, think about it. Do you have kids? And most of the time people do, and sometimes they don't, but if they don't, they've been around them. So sperm and egg get together and then creates the embryo. Well, from there, nine, 10 months later, you're having a baby. How does that happen? Do you know how that happens? Are you asking me? <laughs> yes and no. Most I mean, people, yeah, no. You know, it's all driven by stem cells. You may or may not have known that. No, I but didn't. 
you know that your body knows what to do once that embryo is created. It knows everything it needs to do. That's all communicated in the body through the stem cells. So the definition of, which we should have covered this too, but the definition of a stem cell essentially is it's a naked, it's a naked cell. It doesn't have yet a job. It's predestined. So it doesn't know what it's supposed to be or what it's going to go do until the body tells it what it needs to do. I just think that is so, it gets me goosebumps. I just think that's so awesome. It is so incredibly cool. So yeah, cool. It is. Um, and that's really what drove me to be here doing what I'm doing because obviously working with people is my passion. Helping increase quality of life for people is my passion through, through whatever I can do in life in general. Um, but being here and getting to share with people what I know mechanically, how these concepts work and what they are that, that our medical team is injecting, um, it's, it's mind-blowing. Because when you tell people that and explain it, it's pretty cool. And it's pretty mind-blowing even just listening to myself explain it to people because I even learn from what I say sometimes. Um, but what the body is capable of doing is, is beyond amazing. Yeah. Can you tell us, tell us a success story? Like maybe one of your favorite success stories of a client of yours. Oh, well, I'll tell you one that's um, pretty, pretty near and dear to my heart. Um, which is really why I kind of crossed the bridge. Um, the last bridge my brother was pushing me to cross. And, (laughs) um, so our dad is, is really one that the reason that I kind of entered into this, um, was told he was bone on bone and he, and he truly was probably some of the worst knees that, that we've ever seen, meaning that he was having a hard time walking. Um, he didn't come down and visit us really ever um, until our family was in more of a situation where our mom couldn't come down by herself. And then my dad would start coming with her because that's the only way she could come visit us. Um, she wasn't able to travel by herself. And so my dad started coming down more and it wasn't until then that we really started connecting the dots as to why my dad wouldn't mm. come with my mom for a visit because he was scared. He was scared to hold the babies because he thought he was going to fall because his knees were so bad that he would collapse and fall and not have any control of that. Mm. Right. And then um, also he couldn't travel because it hurt. It hurt to sit in a car. It hurt to go, to Home Depot and walk around with us or go to HEB and shop because he didn't know when his knees were going to give out. Mm. So, um, my brother for Christmas kind of tricked my dad into getting his knees injected. <laughs> so he said, Hey dad, let's run an errand. And, um, they came down to the clinic and this was before I was on board, came down to the clinic, nurse practitioner met him and he had his knees injected for Merry Christmas, dad. Um, <laughs> and, the next day they were at my house having brunch and my dad is just raving about how good his knees feel. And I'm sitting there. Exactly. I wow. just, I'm sitting there and in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow. But then I'm also like, blah, 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 whatever. It's all just, yeah. you know, there's no way that regeneratively speaking that anything could have happened in 24 hours. And the answer to that is still yes. But there are things that I learned that I didn't know. Um, So the point to that story is my dad, his quality of life is completely different. He comes down all the time now. His knees feel amazing. He walks around with our kids. Um, He's able to do things now that he couldn't do before because of the injections in his knees. You heard me say earlier that the products were anti-inflammatory. So that's why my dad felt good 24 hours later, because all of that inflammation has now been brought down 
because the cellular process to say, hey, we're here to help. We got you. And there's also that little cushioning there um, from that tissue product that helps with that also. The regenerative aspect comes later. So that's going to take anywhere from our patients see increasing, decreasing pain, increasing quality of life, decreasing pain all the way out to six, seven, eight months. Mm. And that's stats in the industry say doesn't mean that it takes you six to seven months to recover and to get better. Typically, people will see change anywhere between four and six weeks. So that's a success story. When I get phone calls that my dad is um, now with the assistance of a shopping cart running through the Home Depot parking lot. That's like so amazing. Yeah. Do patients, do they have to come back or is it like a one and done? It's it's more of a one and done process. Um, so, yeah, we, we follow patients um, two to three weeks, two to three months, six to seven months. And then even beyond that, if they're interested. But the difference between this type of therapy versus a cortisone shot or in hyaluronic acid injection, those are temporary pain relievers. Those are temporary um, anti-inflammatories or cushions that can go into the knee, but they're not going to last very long. So those, those are done in a series basis or um, like the hyaluronic acid, they'll say, come in, come in for this shot every X amount of time right. for a series of three or whatever. The cortisone it's done also sometimes as a series those are temporary. What we're doing is meant to create a permanent change and to be an alternative um, to surgery. And some now some instances will be too severe that just us as a clinic, we're very transparent and honest with people to say, hey, this really isn't, this doesn't look like the best fit for you for a long-term solution. So are there, um, are there a lot of clinics that do similar work? Um, like, is this a is this popular across the United States or is this like up and coming or has it been around for a long time? Absolutely. 100%. Um, I would say all the answers to those questions are yes. So it's not brand new. It's been around for decades. Um, Nancy Reagan, if, if you followed her, um, she was a huge advocate for stem cell um, research and stem cell application back in the 80s. Um, I will tell you one thing we haven't really covered, which applies directly to this conversation is um, there's been a lot of controversy with stem cells. So you heard there was kind of the Nancy Reagan era and then later more towards um, where we were watching the news and understanding about stem cells was even me as a scientist. I'm like, eh, I don't know what I think about taking stem cells to make people. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I believe in, but people were trying to regrow an arm or regrow a leg. And then mm-hmm. the out there were, oh, now we're creating humans through stem right. cells. And that made me a little uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't know if that was going on or not, but um, science can be pretty amazing and spectacular. But really, in other countries, um, stem cells have been used for years to treat disease. So in other countries right now, you can go... Um, to Panama, you can go to Costa Rica, you can go to Mexico, you can go to Germany is a big one. Um, there's a lot of countries that can treat certain diseases based on what their government says they can and can't do. There's clinical trials in other countries that show um, the success for treating disease. Now, in our country, we cannot treat disease currently. Um, there are tons of clinical studies that are going on um, with stem cells to be able to treat disease. With the exception of cancer, so cancer in the state of Texas actually can be treated um, with stem cells. It's a different process than what we do here at our office, but that is one that does currently take place. Um, And actually, 
Texas, if you're speaking of Texas particularly, that their laws are a little bit different than um, some of the other states in regards to what you can and can't do with certain types of stem cells. Mm. But it's not new. It's newer to the United States because the FDA now says that that we can work with them um, with certain applications and they do, um, they don't approve them or disapprove them. So that's a question we get a lot. They regulate them. So they do say they have to be tested in this fashion. So if mm. you're product in someone, these boxes have to be checked. That has to be done through a third party. Um, they have to be healthy. They have to be safe. And you can't just do anything with them you want. You have to do these certain things. So it is regulated, um, newer to the United States, less new to other countries, definitely not new in general. I mean, back in the early wars, let's say World War II, for example, they were doing skin grafts and helping people save limbs. Those applications happened way back when, and that's all driven by stem cells. So applications, yes. So So a skin graft is that, a skin graft is a stem cell process. And people use, um, and that's another application. We don't do it here at our clinic. Um, Ours is more of a holistic clinic, but at other types of clinics, they will do and can use graft materials that are stem cell grafts, um, have all the other components that we were talking about also that help that healing process, but they do graft. They have products that are grafts, so they use them a lot for diabetic patients, for um, ulcers and and a lot of different applications, burn burn patients and after surgery sometimes. Yeah, do you, so then for that particular piece, would you, um, does it have to be a skin graft off of your own body or do you use it off of somebody else's? That sounds weird. Very weird. Very weird. Um, So back in like the war, the war days, they were grafting from other people, you know. But very good question. So um, if you were using, let's say for instance, um, you're my friend, right? I know you. (laughs) You would love to help me if you could. So let's say that I, one of my organs was not working very well and I needed a transplant, I needed a kidney. Um, you may want to help me with that and you may want to donate to me. But medically speaking, in order for us to be able to do that, we would have to have HLA matching, mm. which is just a big science term to say, do you match me? Do our blood types match? Can we do organ transplantation? Um, so a lot of times with organ transplantation, if you're not a match, and even sometimes if you are a match, you can have rejection. And so that's a very different process because you're you, you're a person, I'm me, your body already knows who you are and what you have. Mm -hmm. And all your cells are already saying, Hey, they're displaying something on the cell surface to say, I'm Kim and I'm Brecca and you guys don't, don't match. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from that perspective, we would have to match. Um, in our world, the products that we use, it does not matter. It does not matter who that mom was. It matters if she's healthy or not. It matters if that baby's healthy, but after baby's born and mom's given birth, that product comes from the amniotic tissue. So it's a neutral zone. It does not have anything to do with mom or baby. At that point, if we're talking about the stem cell portion, it doesn't know that it's a Kim or a BRCA yet until it's put into someone's body and then it becomes a kin or a Brecca. That's so awesome. Shifting just a little bit into like you mentioned that you're more holistic, your clinic is more holistic. So um, can you talk about the vitamin therapy that you guys do? 
so we did start particularly in that regenerative joint injection, regenerative wellness, um, specialized in, in joints and spine and then in wellness and then moved into vitamins. So vitamins are also something very essential to the body that we can become depleted in over time due to a deficiency, due to a disease, just due to not eating the right foods. Right. Um, and so we have a vitamin, um, component to our clinic. So we do vitamin infusions, which is kind of the cool thing to do these days. You'll see vitamin clinics that have popped up around. Um, but the real question is why? So it's a big nerdy term called bioavailability, which just means what's the difference in you taking a vitamin orally? Do you chew it? Is it a chewable? Do you swallow it? Is it, does it have a capsule? Um, what type of form it is? Because all of those different types of forms can affect the way it's released in your body and that it's taken up and absorbed by your body. Mm, yeah. okay? So bioavailability means how much is available for your body to absorb and utilize mm. as a mm. nutrient. So the reason that vitamin um, clinics these days and drips are so popular and important is that you're putting vitamins directly into the bloodstream. Yeah. They're 100% available for your body to utilize. That's so and great. Yeah. In an oral form, it can be lower to 10 to 15 percent, yeah. just depending on, on the method of delivery. Um, also doing shots. So you, you've heard of B12 shots. Yeah. Um, vitamin D is a huge one right now. So we want to make sure that we always have vitamin D if we can't be out in the sun or if we have a deficiency. You can also do a vitamin, vitamin D shot. So that's called an intermuscular which is not as good from a bioavailability standpoint as putting it in an IV, um, but it's better than taking something. Yeah. How long does the, like to do an IV, if I were to come in and get a vitamin C drip, how long does that take? Yeah. So um, drips, depending on you as a person, um, can vary. So typically I say 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. If your body's either you know, very deficient or it really needs it, or maybe you're really healthy, just worked out something we've seen sometimes with men that are in pretty good shape. Sometimes their body just sucks it up quickly. Mm. And so with some drips, you can allow that to happen. Other drips like a high dose vitamin C needs to be like an oxidative therapy or a hydrogen peroxide therapy needs to be done um, at a slower drip rate just because it is mm. oxidative. So you want to make sure that, that the patient's tolerating it. Okay. But for some patients that, that are normal patients that tolerate it well, sometimes 30 minutes, it just depends. It also depends on um, how much hydration we're trying to achieve versus vitamin uptake. So we can also do like larger bags or smaller bags that take different amounts of time. Some some vitamin bags, we have a, a baby B bag, we call it, which is like a B complex, B12, mm. um, things like that. And that's a little bitty bag. So that's like 10 minutes. Hmm. That's so crazy. It's awesome. I, my only, I'm about to sh show my, my, not my age, but anyway, I, you know, I think the first time that I really <laughs> grasped how important vitamin drips were was when I was on the, um, when I went to the Justin Timberlake tour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went to three of his shows during that tour. I was pretty obsessed, but you know, he would talk about you know, his experience and, you know, on social media or whatever. And one of the things that I'd read is that, you know, he had, he was struggling, I mean, being on tour and it was a two year tour international, you know, like super hard and exhausting. And he, yeah. you know, 
he's I mean, he's older now, too, but like he wasn't young. It's not like he was 20. Yes. I thought you were going a different direction with that when you said concert, concert, concert. Oh. <laughs> not to imply anything, but um, sometimes people people will come in more, more popular to um, we're going to a bachelorette party or we're going out with our girlfriends and they'll prehydrate. Cause they know they're oh, going to dehydrate. So that's a big one. Um, you know, what so would be, well, like what, what's the hydrate? So there's different things like hydration. So obviously just hydrating your body is good. Um, so a lot of our vitamins are sometimes it's normal saline. Sometimes it's half normal saline is what our vitamins are mixed up in. But then also sometimes with, um, hangovers, you will infuse with like a, um, a Tordal or a Zofran that can help be like anti-nausea or help with kind oh, interesting. of that, that inflammation that's going on. So the hangover one's a little bit different. Um, most of our other vitamin drips are, are completely natural. They don't have yeah. any in them. Um, but yeah, so what you were talking about with, with Justin would have been kind of an immunity thing. So yeah. body is just getting so run down and you're getting so stressed and whether it's a hormonal imbalance, but usually it's just your, you're juiced, like you're just exhausted. exhausted. So making sure that you're supporting your immune system is so important. So that's what, like we have a drip called an immunity boost. Um, and it comes with vitamin C, it comes with B complex. It comes with, um, all kinds. It's packed with all kinds of amazing things. It also has a glutathione booster on the back ends and it has acetylcysteine, which is a big word, but what you may or may not know, um, again, another another great thing for education, I didn't know, but as you age, your body loses the capability to produce glutathione. And glutathione is good for so many things in the body, um, brain function, liver function, so neurologically speaking, um, processing things in the liver and just supporting the natural enzyme production there. And so glutathione is used in that one as a um, kind of a booster. So we do it on the back end through the IV because you can't mix that vitamin with mm. the other components. But that one primarily is to put back into the body and just support that natural immune system. So you can, if you come into just like anything else in life, right? You're stressed, you're working too much, you're run down, you're in 50 different directions, which most of us are after 2020, mm-hmm. um, from home, juggling kids, whatever it may be, and your body's just had too much. It's so important to support your immune system because if you come into contact with anything, more than likely you're going to get sick. Allergies, that's another thing. During allergy season, people are compromised because of allergies, and so then they're going to catch anything else under the sun. So being able to just kind of arm your body with that natural immunity and vitamins is so important. So that's what it sounds like he was doing just to probably yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which made a, which made a lot of sense. So you um, you mentioned that there or or looking on your website, you have three different components to your clinic, um, and the third one um, is super fun. They're all yeah. fun. The, the third one is really fun. Um, so can you talk about the the third piece? I can. So um, we haven't expanded fully into this area, but more things will be coming. <laughs> Um, as well as a new area that we'll be announcing. Um, but anyways, for now, aesthetics. So another one is just, again, like we were talking about with glutathione and a lot of things in the body. One thing that starts to happen as we age is um, we start to see things change aesthetically for us, whether it's sunspots because we've had too much sun or whether it's um, the cheeks kind of start to sag a little bit because we've lost that 
fatty tissue there. We've lost that collagen. Um, so increasing collagen and elastin, which is another just way to regenerate the body. So it made sense for us to bring on a technique that's um, a radio frequency so we can deliver heat um, two areas of the body. It can be done on the face, I would say, is the biggest area that we work on. But face, neck, decollete, um, hands, knees. So for knee sagging, mm-hmm. um, you can also do it. I've just heard this recently, but um, for under the arms for excessive sweating. So there's ways what it is basically is it's a, um, it's technology. So it's an innovative technology that uses a microneedling system to deliver radio frequency or heat to different layers of the skin, which can help stimulate your natural production of collagen and elastin, which will help kind of plump areas. It can help um, even out like pigmentation. It can help with fine lines and wrinkles, deeper folds, um, even reduction of pore sizes. So that's also something that gets larger as we yes. age. <laughs> so aesthetics is, is a newer um, area for us. Medical grade skincare is another thing that we have. So if you're working on your skin, another way to help kind of maintain that is to be using a really good medical grade skincare to help keep up the results that we've worked on. So yeah, that's- I love that. I won that um, Jan Marini sugar scrub. And like I've told you, it is. It is fabulous. I I absolutely love it. I'm pretty loyal to Beauty Counter, and I will use that Jan Marini all day long. It is so good. I think I started really thinking about and paying attention to my body about five years ago, and the journey has been it's been awesome. And I'm still on it, and I will be on it, you know, for the rest of my life. But um, I really started paying attention to my face, and um, you know, like. Brian and I, we have an agreement, like that's where I'm going to spend money. Like I have a, I have a great stylist for my hair. Um, and then my face and my skin is really important to me. And it's true. Like if you, if you just take care of it with good quality products and there, I mean, there's like reasonably priced products that are great. And then there's like some really awesome products that will probably do a little bit more for your face and your skin, but they're really expensive. So there's a whole gamut, but it's true. If you, you know, with the vitamins and stem cells even and you know taking care of your skin and your face it just it really does make a difference and I think you know that's that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on here is I just you know taking care of yourself and learning about yourself and your body and realizing what it needs and giving it what it needs just so that it can do what it wants to do it can help you you know like it doesn't want to fight with you it wants to help you and I know um, I wanted to share one more thing because obviously the story I shared earlier was was a family member, which was really important and important in my core. But um, <clears throat> a really cool story. Again, we can't treat diseases or conditions and definitely not a condition that's genetic. But we did have a family come in. Um, mom was very well Ivy League educated, very knowledgeable about stem cells in the entire industry. But her son was born with with a condition Um, that was not able to be fixed with anything. And I bluntly told her, you know, with a genetic condition, this is not going to reprogram his genetics, um, nor could we do that even if we wanted to legally. And she said, no, 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 I understand all of that. That's not why I'm here. She said, I'm interested in changing his gut health. She goes, I know that these products are really good for the gut and the gut leads to so much inflammation. Yeah. 
it just leads to so many problems that we have in the body. And so she said, I just want to see if I can help him with his gut health, which will increase his quality of life. Mm. This little man came in in a stroller and was non-responsive. So wasn't able to communicate with anyone ever before coming to us and um, received a therapy and not walking, not talking, not able to communicate, not also not able to have any retention of milestones in life. So there weren't those milestones that baby starts crawling, mm. baby walking. They, th- their family didn't, didn't have those with him. Um, you know, and just after a therapy, I will never forget. I was sitting in church and my phone was vibrating and I was like, what? And I had my work phone in my purse. And I was like, who's calling me on a, on a Sunday. <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, I have to find out. And so I just glanced at it. And I just was shocked and dad had sent over a video of his son and he was holding on to the edge of the couch and he was walking and, um, he was also tracking an iPad. So he was able to interact with the iPad and learn and move and follow things. And eventually the story ended up that he was able to communicate with his parents through sign language. So we actually learned something and was able to retain it. It changed his quality of life. Um, He felt better. There's a number of things that I could have told you too that that were directly related to his gut health. But again, the goal for his mom was just to make let him feel better, right? He didn't necessarily have a crazy long life expectancy, but she just wanted to give him quality while he's here. Mm. So you know, bringing just quality of life to people in whatever way we can is is our true true passion and and mission. That's awesome. So um, where can people find you? Um, So we have a clinic in Dripping Springs, Texas. So we are located in the Arbor Center just off of Highway 290. Um, We're in the back in um, building F, F is in Frank. So that's where our location is. Um, We have a website that's naturalhealingtx.com. Um, you can find us there. We also have um, a site that gives, we're in the middle of redoing our website. So another site you can go to is um, regenerate.squarespace.com. And that's more of an e-commerce site where you can shop and um, buy any of the amazing medical grade skincare products. So whether you're local and regional to Texas or not, or Dripping Springs or not, you can still purchase any of our products um, online through there as well. And then you're on Instagram too, right? Yes. So natural healing TX is our, I think, handle. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm so glad we got a chance to talk. And I think um, think it's just such a helpful conversation um, and fits right in with what the podcast stands for. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Things I Learned Yesterday podcast. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Things I Learned Yesterday or say hi in an email at tilypodcast at gmail.com. Do me a favor and leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. See you guys next time.